Hello and welcome everyone to one of the livest podcasts in the universe in podcast dumb ever. TV channeling, annaling, annaling, annaling. And the echo chamber is because we're the ones that are saying it. <laughs> so we're echoing it to ourselves. This oh is my God. This is going to be an awesome show. My name is Tachi. And I'm Kevin, and we're giving you not one, but two super-powered reviews. I am so excited about this show, Tachi. So am I. Super-powered review? That sounded like a breakfast cereal, but okay, great. (laughs) Well, it's a super-powered show, Tachi, because we're giving you not one, but two superhero TV shows. So one you definitely have heard about, unless you're living under a rock, it's Batwoman. The CW's Batwoman with Ruby Rose. And there's a brand new superhero on the scene, and uh, it's on Netflix, and the show is called Raising Dion, and it's about... A little boy with superpowers. So it doesn't get more superpower than two superhero shows and one fantastic TV channeling episode. Annaling, Annaling. Yes. I just had to finish the echo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just, I stepped out of the echo chamber for just a second. Just a second. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, as we always do, we have to keep to time. So this is oh, going to no. be a special <laughs> clock block episode. Oh, I can't no. wait. I'm so excited. That damn clock is my nemesis. You know, it's it's my superhero powers nemesis. It's oh my it's the kryptonite to my the my powers is that damn clock. Well, when you write your own superhero series, then you can get rid of it. Until then <laughs> it remains. Foiled so, again I, by the evil <laughs> clock. <laughs> and you would have succeeded if it, if it wasn't if it for, for those med- that meddling kids. <laughs> <laughs> I would have gotten away with it. <laughs> Why did they say that every bloody every episode? Time, those, every episode. Every uh, episode. Scooby gang. They, they, if they had a dollar for time they heard somebody say that to them, they would be in, insanely rich. Exactly. Exactly. So shall we do 20 or 25 minutes? You tell let's, me. Let's give me 25. Okay. 25 minutes on the clock. Starting now, tell us a little bit about Raising Dion, Kevin. All right. Uh, Raising Dion is a new Netflix show, and it's about a widowed single mom uh, who discovers that her son has superpowers, and she's trying to figure out how to raise him safely and responsibly. So, Tachi, what did you think of Netflix's Raising Dion? So I'm all over superhero dumb. I love this whole superhero genre and how uh, important it's become in media. Absolutely love it. And I, let me just uh, backtrack a little bit and and, uh, give like a ABC after school special moment and how important it is for for all boys, but in particular, little black boys, African-American boys, to see themselves as strong and powerful. And I think it's interesting, the fact that, you know, this first episode, we're seeing him discover that he has these superpowers and then, you know, still not under control, though. So the whole process of, of having something and learning to control your gifts, I think that this it's really important to see on screen. So I'm happy in that sense. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, It's really nice to have some diversity. And um, the show actually takes place in Atlanta. And um, the show is actually it's actually gorgeous. The the cinematography, uh, the city looks great. The lighting, even in the interiors, all everything about the show. It's a very attractive looking show. Uh, the cast. Let's talk about uh, one of the surprise. Uh, the, one of the surprises in the uh, uh, first episode was who Dion's father turns out to be. Right. So Michael B. Jordan is the. But now, in case you didn't know, he's also the executive producer of this. Well, that explains how they got Michael B. Jordan, a bona fide movie star, to be on a Netflix original series. Oh, absolutely. Okay, so you know in Hollywood, the the thing is, you're only as you know good. He's got a lot of stuff coming up, obviously, but you know your the power is in the creating and the producing and all of that. So you can't just act, ladies and gentlemen. You've got to be in on the other side of this too, above the line. So this is I don't know what else he's done. I haven't looked, but I think this is one of the first major projects that he's um executive produced. Oh, okay. Well, anyway, um. 
so far so good uh, as far as just the look of the show now uh the opening narration uh dion's mother uh we hear her talking to us the audience and she says i love this narration uh or this line she says everybody thinks their kid is special but i'm right (laughs) and yeah her kid absolutely is special and i love the idea that there's like a balance like um he um has this kind of these telekinetic powers uh we discover at very early in the episodes we're not giving away any kind of spoilers because um uh they're uh they're she's late for work he's late for school and so she tells him to hurry up and put his uh uh, uh bowl of cereal that he's barely touched in the sink so they won't have ants and um he trips and the milk goes flying but then it just kind of hovers in the air for a few seconds until his mother says hurry up and he and he loses it and the milk goes uh, falling onto the floor and but that shot the effect was flawless absolutely and he even pushes one of the fruit loops i uh, you know shout out to them but pushes one of the uh the fruit looped looking cereal uh, the, 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 yeah the, the fruit the, the fruit, fruit rings let's go the fruit yeah the fruit rings here <laughs> i'm sure it was gen- she's a single mom it was probably generic it was so. probably yes yes malto meal or something like that that comes in the bag fruity uh, o's fruity there you go so he pushed one of the fruity o's and it actually you know went. and i was actually waiting for him like touch the milk touch them i wanted to see what what that would do and then yeah once he it's like Almost as if he thinks about something and like laments that this is happening. So in fact, like, damn, I wish I did. And then he, you know, it manifests. So we see that kind of with some of the other things that happen as well. Like um, the, I know I'm going forward, but a little bit towards the middle, they're at the cabin and the fish and the water thing. And it's like, well, this is what I want. So whatever he wants, it seems, kind of manifests or doesn't want or wants to happen manifests. But he doesn't have control over how strong it is yet. Oh, not at all. Because uh, when he tells his mother that uh, after the milk incident that, you know, he he's do, he can do magic. And I love her, her response to that is like, oh, that's amazing, baby. You can use that as a fallback if the second grade doesn't work out and it's like, <laughs> exactly. like his mom is the best um so I, I like that vibe now one thing i have to complain about like really early on uh in the show that bothered me and there's a lot of shows i don't know if you're gonna agree with me on this where they just don't seem to be able to write for kids correctly and what i mean by that is this is a show uh that is the central character is a second grader and um the one of the things is he's lamenting to his mother that they're at a he's at a new school and he doesn't really have any friends uh except for like one friend esperanza and is and she goes you have a friend esperanza and he goes well she doesn't really count because she doesn't have any friends either and so and she he says well i'm like you know uh, uh the other kids are cool and i am uh, and i'm uh, the littlest one and so she goes well it's because you're you're at the cutoff and so I could have basically waited another year for you to go to school, but you're 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 too smart. So that's why I enrolled you. And so his response is, "I don't want to be smart. I want to have friends." And so <laughs> I love that line. But when he goes through the school and the way that the the so-called cool seven-year-olds are. And how they're treating him and how he goes to the lunch table and one says, oh, do you need a place to sit? And he sits down and then they all get up and walk away. It's just like, okay, this scene would be written the exact same way if he was a freshman in high school. Mm. The whole way they have the kids acting. And there's another scene that to me that just was like, what? Where the, the kids are all at the skate park. And um uh and uh Dion's mother he wasn't supposed to go anywhere he's supposed to be waiting for his mother to pick him up from school and so she uh uh comes to the skate park and she's mad because he wasn't where she thought that he got have get gotten kidnapped or something and so she like come on uh, come home and so then one of the kids like loser like your mom's coming to pick you up like you're all seven your everybody's Thank mom you. is coming to pick them up i'm sorry just, are you taking your beamer um back home after I'm, school but my point is this is bad writing the way they have these all these seven-year-olds acting or i don't know if the other kids are supposed to be eight but even if they're eight they're they're just asses the way they're they're writing them as if they're like uh the bullies in a john hughes movie 
uh, in a high school movie in circa 1986. It's just Bueller. like just, exactly. It's like I, I feel like I'm getting Karate Kid vibes. Why they're 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 so mean and stuff like that. And it just feels like are, is this really how seven year olds are? Is it really do seven year olds have hardcore clicks that early? And well, you know kids, what. We may we may be a little bit removed. I don't like I don't have a seven year old, so I don't know whether or not this is the way kids act now. I just know when I was seven. I mean, you had those few that thought they were too cool for school where it was like, oh, please. But, you know, that was not the fun. And then again, I went to Catholic school. So you coolness was only allowed so much. <laughs> so <laughs> before Sister Agnes Marie came and said, you will wait, not behave in such so a wait, way. Wait, what makes a cool Catholic school kid? So like, did the, did the cool Catholic school girl, did they, did they like uh, wear their, uh, their, uh, their uniform, like uh, Britney Spears in the uh, Hibby Baby One More Time video? Were they, <laughs> were they bearing no. midriffs? What were they doing that made them the cool girl? Oh, that would never, that would never work. Oh, so they would, you know, the big things back then, like um in the 80s was like jordash so because we lived in tundra where it was always impossibly cold you know we wore skirts the the girls wore skirts so scott stockings were not enough to keep you warm so you know you could wear your pants to school and then wear them you know home but you couldn't wear them while you were in class so you know everybody would wear like the cool ones would always wear their jordash underneath I'm okay like, wait a minute now that's I, a damn waste wait because a nobody have, can see them go ahead okay i have a major question yeah Are you do you mean to tell me that these nuns were like we don't care if you we live on the arctic circle you have to have a skirt on Oh, yes. They didn't have like a version of the uniform with pants? No, it was only skirts. The boys could wear pants. If you were a girl, you better get to wearing that tartan plaid jumper. You couldn't just wear some tartan plaid pants instead of uh, again. You lived in mm, Buffalo. I think which I would have pref- preferred. Basically, the jumper. Santa used to basically have his home base in Buffalo, New York, but it was too cold, and he left and went to the to the North Pole to to he warm up. Warmer. That yeah. so the idea that you guys are expected to wear have your legs bare in what Siri? What I'm I'm astounded. Well, you were in the school you know, at that point. So during school, no, you could not. But the uh, idea that you had I to basically have, cold. that you had to be changing clothes. In other words, you had to basically, okay, this is my outfit to actually walk out in the elements and not freeze to death. And then you got to get to school and then change your clothes so you can mm-hmm. have be presentable at the school. Wow. And people mm-hmm. paid money for that? That's right. Well, see, that, see I'd be one of the parents be uh, getting my kid kicked out because I'd be like, no, yeah, she's wearing pants. It is, it is, 14 below zero it, uh we're having one of those uh what do they called it that was happening in chicago last year or it wasn't just chicago last winter it was called some kind like of like an uh, arctic blast it was some kind something. of it, it sounded like some kind of new uh uh, uh, uh frozen drink and, and um uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh the polar vortex the polar, the polar vortex. vortex oh yeah, yeah. no it's, it sounds all nice and fun when it's a frozen drink try living in it oh my god That's... i love the new mocha polar vortex tachi yeah exactly <laughs> exactly yeah it's all cool when it's a Starbucks thing or something from DQ, yeah, but the idea. <laughs> but but so no, I would I would have serious problems with the idea that my daughter was supposed to wear a skirt to school and there's not an uh, there wasn't a pants option to the the uniform for girls is ridiculous. Living in a place like that, it, it was. But I guess that's one fight that people didn't So yeah, die choose on your that. battles. Yeah, choose that so battle. Many- so many okay, other problems. We, got, in we went all off track, but anyway. But sure for did. me personally, the seven-year-olds, the vibe, the the the. To me, it feels exactly like the Karate Kid or something like that. It just the the way those kids are such dicks to him. So sorry if this is a family podcast. Um, it just it doesn't <laughs> feel like seven-year-olds should be quite that. You know. Well, that's full what of I'm BS. saying. That because you know neither of us have children yet. Um, I don't think that. We know now again, it does seem like very John Hughes, very much older, very high school leaning in terms of how mean they are. But because of things like the Internet and social media, they could be learning those things and propagating that level of meanness or meaninity. Let's make a new word on their little their little friends. So it could very well be that that's the case. I, well, you know, we whole, don't know. Well, there's a whole thing about the fact that he likes Legos and like, but he can't share that because those those cool kids aren't cool with Legos. Just like, like they're seven, so just like they're too mature for Legos. 
<laughs> well, maybe they just don't know how to put Legos together. And you that know must, how people, when they it. don't know how to do things, they villainize or vilify everybody else who does know so that they can... Um, ooh, I'm describing somebody. Anyway, family now there's shop. A, now, there's another great line. There's another kid. No, I, I like this kid, but the the line, when, when, uh, the way that she delivers it is perfect. But it's just like, again, would a seven-year-old be saying this? Um, at one point, you know, uh, Esperanza um, uh, wants to help Dion get in with the cool, the cool boys. And so um, he doesn't know what to do when he's sitting alone. And so he's sitting with her. She offers him a seat. And so she goes, well, you know, if you want to spend some more time with those with with the cool boys then i can tell you they hang out at they're gonna be hanging out at the skate park after school today and so then he goes well how do you know they're gonna be at the skate park she goes one of the benefits of being invisible is you hear things and i'm like again the way she delivered that line i'm like she's like a 35 year old woman like she literally she could have been like in the movie um working girls or something like that i'm just like what <laughs> i'm just like, not working girls she could she could have been the best friend in working girls that's how like the way she delivered that line was just the, that that cold slyness i'm just like but again you're seven you're seven well so, okay again so i again i'm i'm just playing the other side the devil it could be devil's advocate it could, you know, Satan's whatever. Well, it you know what? When you, when you're, you're, Tachi, what you're teaching me is definitely don't have children. Because if I have a seven year old that's delivering lines like that, I'm just like, I'm done. <laughs> I can't well, have. I, I, I need to just... find out from my friends who have seven year olds to, uh, to, to see whether or not this is the case. So the, it could be the fact that because she is, quote, invisible, that she spends a lot of time with her by herself, she reads a lot. She probably watches a lot of grown folk stuff. So you kind of internalize that. Okay, so no, it could now, you're, be now, you're, that okay. she does speak that way. I'll give you, I'll give you Esperanza because Esperanza is already my favorite character on the show, hands down. I love Esperanza. I like Esperanza. Fact, I, need, I need Esperanza to have a spinoff. That's how much I love Esperanza. But my issue is this: it reminds me of the sh- one of the shows we reviewed um, last season, last fall. Uh, there was a show called Single Parents. And that show had a whole cast of Esperanzas. All these yeah, kids. Yeah, well, it was too much. All these, it, literally, it's a cast with like that has like some, something like seven uh, main children that are on that show, and all of them were, were basically uh, d- delivering these, you know, lines. Um, every everybody was insanely witty. Everybody had uh, just anyway. It just to me to have a whole bunch of little no cowards just was like too much it was just like like the the rapier wit the 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 the, basically oh my god you know what they should basically have these kids they could star in a little kid production an all-kid production of uh who's afraid of virginia wolf that's what these kids are oh my god (laughs) it's an all-kid production And they would rock it too. <laughs> they would rock it, and so it just—it doesn't feel real. Maybe that. Maybe people, all the parents are watching this, are like, "Yes, uh, this is how all kids are." But it feels like too much. I don't mind having one kid that's super smart who talks like a little adult, but I need the other kids around them to be like, "That kid is weird because we're we're seven. So we're 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 focused on juice boxes and uh, and uh, lunchables and Legos, and our friend basically is is reading the Wall Street Journal. Not all of us can be reading." the wall street journal at seven and so right well that's why single parents didn't make any sense to me but with this it makes sense you could i could see esperon there being an esperanza and so while the level of meanness may be a little bit exaggerated for the others it i can it kind of fits maybe this is just all children at seven on steroids maybe it's too much but maybe this is really the way they are we had to do a little more investigation yeah, we need to do. Re- that's another thing. Listeners, please help us out. You, you can reach out to us on social media and let us know. No, kids are really dicks now. <laughs> I know. Yeah. If you have a seven year old or you have like a children in your family, yeah. an eight year old, please Niece, tell nephew, us if they are know. somebody. Tell us if they are really this horrible. <laughs> yes. All right, so um, let's see. Let's talk about the the actress who plays Dion's mother. Um, what did you think of her? Oh, okay. Well, first of all, you gotta love her because she's a dancer. I don't know if you saw that that scene. Of course, yeah. Where, where she's where, that, where she's in the well, that's another thing. Okay, I'm gonna be sound really mean. 
Okay. <laughs> Again, oh, I'm going to be getting hate tweets from parents, but there's a scene where the they go up to a, a cabin by the lake, and as they're getting out of the car, Dion, who's seven, is like, "Oh, I want. Can I go to the lake? Can I go to the lake? Fine, Dion." So she goes inside the cabin, put the stuff away, and she's like looking in the mirror, and she's doing like some of her like you know her ballet exercises. And we flash back to when she was a ballet dancer, which is all great. And then Dion, Dion starts screaming, "Help! Help, mommy!" And thinking, first of all, who lets a seven year old go to a body of water oh sure go to body water under, uh, by yourself yeah, yeah I'll go inside. that i was like um especially after i mean not to spoil things but especially after the fact you know she's a widow and after michael b jordan has died you know he's a storm chaser so after all of that um bodies of water and and he died saving he, okay, this other he, woman yes he he quote he, he quote, jumped into the water yes he quote died end quote so i'm doing air quotes you guys can't see but he's dead maybe anyway but right his, his, his body was never found but he drowned saving somebody and conveniently they don't show us how he did that i don't know how you save somebody else from drowning and then drown yourself in the exact yeah, same that's time what, well well that's what i'm saying i'm like normally well, now, now one, that... one kind of tv show trope is you're standing in the street and a car is speeding towards you and you're transfixed by it and can't move and then i push you out of the way and then the car hits and kills me but I don't and see then, how that but happens. No, but not before you say along, no! <laughs> <laughs> I need a new co-host for TV channeling. So, but but the but what doesn't make any sense is they don't even show us how. How does it happen? When, how do you save somebody? Like we're in the water. I save you from drowning, but then I manage to drown. They don't even show us that. We just hear there's some holes in that, and I'm hoping they're going to address that later on in the uh, series. Yes, that, that was the, basically you could strain your pasta in all the holes in that story, Taji. <laughs> <laughs> like what? okay, but yeah, um, it, yeah. Go ahead. But the Sorry. actress who plays the mom is uh, named uh, Ashley Wainwright, and uh-huh. she is gorgeous. She beautiful. is so beautiful, and we get some. Flash- flashbacks of her and michael b jordan and uh, i'm not surprised that he's an executive producer on this because he cast the chemistry between them is fire that i felt the heat it is it's like they were married in real life yeah in those flashbacks i'm thinking like was there something going on behind the scenes what was going- is there a little sexual harassment happening because i felt the heat as miss bonita says i ain't one to gossip so you didn't hear it from me <laughs> <laughs> well you heard it from me something was going on with it something was happening there so if you if you're if you were dating michael b jordan currently you need to look into this because something's not right um but anyway oh, but, wow. but anyway no there i love the chemistry i love her i love her as a single mom but what i don't like though and again this is this can be argued um which i guess why we're talking about it on this show is the idea that when we when she finally sees her son's powers for the first time, which tells her to put his toys away, and all of a sudden, um, uh, she looks up from folding laundry to see that Legos are floating in the air, and uh, and then they start spinning around her like in a like in a vortex, and she tells him to you know. She does, and she doesn't understand what's happening. Then he's like, "I'm doing it, mommy. This is my magic. I told you about." And so then. It starts going faster and faster, and he can't control it. And then, like, things start flying off the wall. She starts getting hit by things. And then a lamp comes speeding towards her face, and he manages to, like, freeze everything in the air. And then everything falls. And so she's freaked out initially, and she goes to her sister, and who's a doctor, and um, and tries to tell her. And her sister's all like, you know what? I gave you that Xanax or whatever in case you needed to get some sleep but you know you're no your son cannot does not have telekinesis and so and her sister goes into surgery and that's the end of that but she seems to me remarkably chill very for somebody chill. who his son has magical powers or t- telekinetic powers um like he yeah he's like a little boy version of carrie so she seemed really cool so after that so the whole trip to the lake is after the first that incident and then she's all like oh yeah you can go to the lake by yourself my kid with uh, who's seven with kinetic powers whose father also drowned uh, you know, just well, what? that's what I'm saying. Bodies of water. If that was me, I wouldn't be so keen to let exactly and then, so that, to me. When he's just... go ahead. No, when he's pushing the come on, you know, let's go. No, we can't because we don't know how to fish. No, the reason is 
we're not going out because none of us really are, are you know, you know, adept enough to swim. Well, I guess they swim enough. But yeah, we, we, um, we do see them swimming. So they both can we do see swim, them swimming. But right? I they still both can say swim, but that's a large body of water. A, a and large body of water to let your your seven year old um, uh, go unattended to. And then when you go and get into because there's a there's a, a, a rowboat by the lake and she goes, oh, it probably doesn't even won't, won't even float or whatever. So let's not. And he's and he gets into I think getting in, get in this boat by yourself. So she gets in with him and they go to the middle of the lake because he wants to fish because he got told by his godfather played by jason ritter who couldn't be unlikable if he tried the man is just he is adorableness personified it's like if you made if if you had magical powers and could turn a teddy bear into a person it would be jason ritter that's who would appear oh okay he's so nice he he is he's very teddy bear like you're right yeah he's so adorable so anyway um he's the so he was telling him about the the, that he was uh has known his father since they were in eighth grade together and um the fact they would always go up to that cabin to fish which is why he wanted to go to the cabin and he wants to fish like his dad did and so they there is there just conveniently happens to be a rod in the rowboat that's right there on the bank of the uh of the lake and so when they get into the center of it and he's like trying to fish he goes oh oh damn it foiled again by that damn clock (laughs) all right before i can go into any more about the shocking the the end of the pilot episode which was crazy and the and the rain people and all that stuff what did you think (laughs) of raising dion uh, well, is that the way you're supposed to ask me? Or okay, Tachi, me when it comes yes. to Netflix's Raising Dion, yes. I love the rules of TV channeling. Are you going to keep watching or are you going to change the channel? Oh, I'm definitely going to keep watching. I need to find out who these damn rain people are. I, you can't that's drop... all I want to talk about the damn rain people. <laughs> you can't drop nuggets like that and then not keep watching so i'm actually absolutely in love with the premise and despite whatever writing holes there there are i'm hoping that they will be filled in because i'm really interested in what goes on what happens to this boy and in fact you know what what was the show that was that we reviewed with um mark paul gosler and the little the little girl the um the black actress that where oh, she oh wait a minute um, that was it was called oh my god it was it's it's uh yeah it was the thing where they were coming they were tracing her and just uh, what was it called right they had some genetic modification or something yeah, like i forgot that, what it's and, called but i know what you're yes doing. yes so it's giving me vibes like that so uh it's only a matter of time before the authorities get involved and see i'm i i love a good chase so i'm waiting for all of this so yes i'm going to keep watching so that being said sir kevin when it comes to Netflix's Raising Dion, will you keep watching or will you change the channel? Now, one thing that you, uh, we haven't talked about here on the show is the fact that I was recently knighted by the Queen. <laughs> Sir <Yeah>. Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> so, I was, it, was a, it was a great honor for me and my whole family. But anyway, um, one, thing I do sure. wa- one thing I do want to say, even though I, I got clock blocked, but I'm, I'm screw you clock is one of the things i had a problem with in this show and this is just a general thing is the fact that is it is it even like physically or or possible to have a show with central characters who are of african descent uh aka black where the soundtrack isn't like latent with like rap tracks where just that's every every time they're going down the street or doing anything there's like rap blaring in the background that really bugs me just um, that no okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> next question it's not, it's not possible okay i just wanted to make sure um you know what before the very last moment of the pilot with the mysterious rain people i was just like mm, i don't know but the damn rain people i'm like what the hell is happening so I have to at least watch one more to get like some some four one one on the rain people because I just I don't know. But the show is absolutely gorgeous to look at. the 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 mom is incredible. I, again, my my hat is off to Esperanza. In fact, Esperanza, I want to go get drinks with you. That's how cool Esperanza is. She's that mature. Well, this she is would, why she talks like she's a thirty five year old. Exactly, the Wall she would journal she would, because we would people offer for drinks for exactly we would go we'd go we'd go out for a night on the town me and esperanza we would have a great time we'd be dancing and drinking but anyway <laughs> esperanza the views expressed by kevin Namon are not necessarily the views of tv channeling <laughs> 
<laughs> no, she, she I, I get her virgin ver- versions of all of our martinis and stuff. But anyway, <laughs> I'm Lord. Team Esperanza all day, every day. So anyway, yeah. So if the uh, I the plot, there's a lot of plot holes. I feel, but it's it's. I'm interested. I already made my feelings for Jason Ritter clear. In fact, Jason, you can join me and Esperanza. We're going out tonight. Join us. We're going to have a great time. So anyway, um, the honestly, this is going to sound really mean, but the weakest link on the show, honestly, for me, is Dion. The little boy they cast. He's not horrible, but I'm not, like, super feeling him yet. You know who would have worked well? And, and you know what? I think he just has to grow into it. So we'll see. I think he has to grow into it. I think um, the young actor who played, although he, I think he's too old now, Blue from the that plays Blue <gasps> on um, Sh- Queen Sugar. I think he would have been an okay. No, the, oh yeah, he would have been way better. But also, you know who I think would have been better when you said that? That made me think of uh, in the movie Moonlight. The youngest version. Oh, the young version of yeah. He again, also would have done old. would have killed it in this role. Yeah. So yeah, um, yeah. Well, hopefully that kid won't be listening to this. And you know what? You you first of all, you you're on a TV show. You're doing great. So good for you. You got absolutely. Cast. Don't mind Kevin. Don't I listen think, to I, me. I think he has to grow into the role as well. Something like that. That he's carrying the weight of the show on his shoulders, which is a lot for a seven, a seven year, old. year old to do so and i i'm expecting it and asthma so that's the thing i love the whole idea that he's a he's a superhero with asthma which <laughs> which is also adorable <laughs> it is adorable so good for you young josiah i think his name is josiah young yeah so okay good for you. Oh. all right so basically we're, we're gonna both continue i'm t- tentatively continuing to watch and you're absolutely continuing to watch i am i am all right so what is our next a show our next show is, no, not Batman, but Batwoman. All right. Well, I will read you the incredibly long, detailed synopsis oh, about this show, touching. That means it's two words. Go ahead. Uh, Kate Kane returns to Gotham when a gang targets her father and ex-girlfriend, Sophie Moore. Hmm. We learned a lot about that. Anyway. We learned a whole bunch. Now, one thing I will say, um, did you, wait, you need to reset the Oh, but the before clock. you, I need, yeah, I was about I to say, it. before we do that, we get 25 minutes on the clock. Oh, and listen to that. Here we go. Continue oh on, friend. <laughs> we used so much time on the last show talking about the, your, this crappy uniforms that you're, <laughs> you brought that up and I you know. refused to stop I when know. the clock went off. You absolutely refused. <laughs> So don't blame the clock or me, sir. Oh, my God. I, no, I blame those nuns expecting girls to walk through a blizzard in a skirt. <laughs> you, are, you are quite incensed by that. I am More incensed than those of us that. who had to do that. Wow. Anyway, okay. <laughs> so touchy. <laughs> when it comes to the CW's Batwoman, how do you feel about it? What were, what were your initial thoughts? So I was, you know, when we talked about the trailer, well, one last week, two weeks ago, I was all interested, and I told you then that I'm more of a, a Marvel Universe person than I am DC, uh, and that's just because of the way the CW has handled the DC Universe in terms of mediation. In terms of the universe overall, I like DC Universe, but uh, the way that the CW, they had so many of these shows, I'm like, ooh, but... They have really done a stellar job with making this not feel like a network CW show. You can tell that they spent more money. They had a little more budget for this one. The look of it is just the the great brooding dark that you would expect from any bat something uh, series. So... I uh, I was drawn immediately. And then, you know, the, the characters and, you know, we had a conversation, which we'll get into about the whole uh, ex-girlfriend and her and how it's like you're 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 great. You're you're grateful that the ex-girlfriend is, is cast in this role, but you're. A little bit worried because usually these people tend to be off oh, yeah, fairly I was quickly. The one thing that I was absolutely sure that her Sophie was going to be dead by the end. Oh, of we the knew pilot. she was gone. Realized Sophie <laughs> in in, in, uh, in vernacular, Sophie dead. That's basically <laughs> she's gone. She's past tense. But she, shockingly, Sophie lived to the cr- final credits, and I'll tell you what saved her. What saved her is the fact that she is currently married to a dude. 
you know what? Yes. But you know what? And that's interesting because doesn't it seem like those types of relationships are expendable in such shows? So if it's one person, oh, well, there's another lesbian there. So we don't need to. <laughs> we don't need to. We got, we already got one. We filled our lesbian quota. So Sophie can go. But yeah, so that's, um, that you're right. That is the thing that saved her. Well, the interesting thing is... <laughs> <laughs> is the fact that okay we 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 get flashbacks and we learn that uh kate kane who happens her she happens to be the cousin of bruce wayne and um in this particular story uh of this show bruce both bruce wayne and batman have been missing for over three years what i love about that is People were lots of speculation about what happened to batman was he killed where did he go or did he just stop caring about gotham but people were like wait a minute uh bruce wayne the one of the richest men in the world also disappeared coincidentally around the same time that batman did. nobody and can do none the math. of these daft people nobody's doing the math <laughs> the same way that this bat cave is so secret but too many people stumble upon it oh my god everybody stumbles upon the bat cave. it is that bat cave is the worst kept secret of it's, it's like the secret menu at in and out everybody knows about it it's not a secret so <laughs> <laughs> like how? yeah is it a secret if more than one person knows about it yeah it's what's well, again it's a very badly kept secret that's uh, so anyway so um we learn through a flashbacks that um, Kate and Sophie were having a thing when they were basically in some kind of military or a uh, uh, police academy type setting. Some kind of it wasn't police; it was some kind of military thing because they do have some kind of code of conduct against homosexuality. And so, at one point, uh, Sophie and uh, Kate are like are getting pretty hot and heavy uh, behind some barracks somewhere. And I'm I, again. I was feeling the heat. They had excellent chemistry. So I was like, this is okay. Girl on girl. Let's let's do this. And so anyway. Wow. <laughs> some CEO or somebody finds them. And then uh, basically they have to like sign something saying that like, you know, that uh, that they are honoring their code and that they are heterosexual and straight and proud uh, or leave the academy. And so uh, Kate is like not having it. And she was like, oh, well, I'll go somewhere else to train. And then Sophie's all like, yeah, um, I'm straight and I'm proud. And where do I sign? And um, that was the end of their relationship. Well, you know what? Okay, so I kind of got some feels from this as well in terms of uh, or feeling in terms of she made a very specific statement where to um, Kate saying that, well, I don't necessarily have that option. And to me, that was saying, not only am I, you know, not straight, but I'm also not straight and black. Or Latinx, yeah, exactly. And or also she Latinx, doesn't have to, apparent because Kate, apparently, she comes from money. Again, her cousin mm-hmm. is Bruce Wayne. So the idea that, like, this is going to be my career. I'm a woman of color. I can't. In fact, you know what it reminds me of? There was a whole scene in How to Get Away with Murder where we learned that Annalise at one point had a girlfriend. And um, mm-hmm. she basically, and Annalise basically tells her, Viola Davis is like, you know, I didn't have the luxury to be a lesbian. So I basically, yeah, she, she, so I don't know if she's supposed to be bisexual. I think uh, the character is bisexual. So maybe Sophie is bisexual as well. So she has options to choose not to act on that anymore and just be with uh, a a man because it's going to help her move through her career and her life's going to be significantly easier being a woman of color who happens to be heterosexual versus being bisexual or gay. So maybe that's it. Um, yeah and then the money thing too so there you know it there's a there she's it's trifold like the napkins you know the threefold napkins there's three different panels that she has and that you know kate doesn't necessarily have to worry about yeah so um we also learn that um uh one of the things that kept sophie alive besides the fact that she's with a dude now is the fact that Normally, all these kinds of bat people, any almost any superhero has some tragic backstory where somebody they love died uh, in a horrible way. So we flash back to Kate's uh, origin story where it turns out that her and her mother and her sister were driving somewhere. Um, uh, again, I don't know where they live in Gotham City, but there's this like ideal, uh, idyllic 
um, picturesque, like, winding, like, country road they're driving down. Uh, and then there's, like, some bridge and uh, some speeding bus comes behind them and, like, forces them off the road. And the car is uh, broken through part of the uh, uh, wall of the bridge and it's dangling uh, but uh, beneath, uh, uh, above a body of water. And so all of a sudden, um, the a a bat cable comes flying and uh the car is secured and so the kate's a little girl kate's like it's okay whatever her sister's name is it's okay let's call her pam it's okay pam batman's here we're saved and then batman secures the thing and then batman leaves because it turns out that the bus is actually out of control that's why it hit them there's a bunch of kids on the bus and so he's off he thinks he secured the car so he's off to save the kids they're on the speeding bus without brakes but the a bumper or something gives and kate manages to call crawl out through the broken window of the of the uh shield of the back of the car but her mother and sister uh 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 plummet to their supposed deaths um uh, yes. uh to the murky water below the sister's and name so, is beth yeah beth, beth Kane. So, yeah beth Kane. so so all this time uh uh kate has hated batman thinking that he was more concerned with catching bad guys than saving innocent people and uh so we learn and kate learns in the course of the show when she runs into one a when she stumbles upon the bat cave like everybody always does and she meets black alfred also known as Luke. yes <laughs> black alfred <laughs> he will be black alfred for me forever even though me his too. name is luke fox um Whatever, uh, anyway. Black Alfred. Exactly, a.k.a. Black Alfred. So um, <laughs> <laughs> he's the one that's, that's there conveniently to explain the that Bruce, it's, it's killed Bruce that he wasn't able to save his his, uh, his other niece or uh, and his uh, and and their mother and it and he searched for her body for uh, for uh, they, they found the body of of her mother but they never found the body of her sister and so completely unrelated note there is some new supervillain in Gotham and she's known as Alice. So yes. completely unrelated to the missing sister. Not related Kate. at all. Yes. No, has nothing to do with it. Why would, they, why would these two things have anything to do with each other, Tachi? They nothing wouldn't. Nothing at all. So anyway, <laughs> once Ruby Rose, a.k.a. Kate, discovers the Batcave, uh, we need to also mention the fact that her father, since Batman has uh, disappeared, uh, there's been this group uh, uh, set up by Kate's father called the Crows, and they basically are this uh, uh, this uh, paramilitary group uh, that handles security for a lot of Gotham's events, uh, and um, it's run. It basically has a bunch of ex Navy SEALs and Green Berets, and Kate has aspired to be a part of this group, to be one of the Crows, and her father has always rebuffed this, and so she's done all kinds of things to train and make herself worthy of being a part of this, uh, this group. In fact, we cut to at the very beginning of the of the uh, show, we see Kate training, and she's in the middle of nowhere, and there is a mystical person of color who's elderly who's training her what 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 there's these people in movies and tv shows there's these mystical people of color normally asian or native american who exist for no other reason than to help white people become badasses yes uh, tantamount to the magical negro exactly so it just at, at that i was like, like seriously kate you have to it's, it's some magical native american okay they didn't have to do that yeah that's what i'm saying i'm like native american or asian to help train them in the ways to from I, the mystical ways the of, mystical yeah, ways so, of old of the yeah of so the apparently ancients. kate's been training all over the world doing all kinds of things since she got her heart broken by sophie she's been training becoming re ready to be a badass but if only she had a costume and then she stumbles upon the bat cave and then um um, um, she she sees the bat suit like um, that's another thing. I love how the bat uh, it's like encased. It's it's like it's encased in glass and and lit up and displayed beautifully. Like again, no one's supposed to be seeing this, but Batman. Why is it displayed like that with all those lights on it and everything? But anyway, it is. <laughs> so when she <laughs> exactly. sees it for the first time, she says uh, she says to Black Alfred, "I need you to fix the suit." And he goes, "What do you mean fix it? It's it's, it's absolute literal perfection." Yeah. And she goes, "It will be when it fits a woman." I'm just like, oh, okay. 
Now, one thing that kind of bugs me is, now, believe me, I love Ruby Rose. Do you hear me? I am here for Ruby Rose. Again, Ruby, if you're listening to this, you want to join me, Esperanza, uh, to, to go, go out one night? We're, we're down with it. You, We'd love Ruby to hang. Rose, and Esperanza. Okay. <laughs> we'll be hanging out all night. It'll be a great night. Anyway, slide into my DMs, Ruby Rose. I love her. But there's a, what's ridiculous is Ruby Rose weighs like two pounds soaking wet. And she's basically like, I don't know, like five feet three or something like that. And there's at one point when she appears out of nowhere as as now the new bat, you know, bat person. Um, uh, uh, Alice, the new supervillain, is all like, Batman, I thought you were dead. I'm like, you can't. First of all, those incredibly sensual, pouty, red lips on yes. ruby rose should in the mask you can see her face the bottom of her face that is clearly not batman batman again is not super tiny super real thin so that whole the idea that people are like look it's batman like wait do you do you guys need glasses thicker than mine what is what what I, huh so that <laughs> did you yeah that whole thing yours? of her being mistaken for batman is a bit much for me yeah yeah no I know, you know, it's one thing if you just kind of see a shadowy figure, but it's exactly. Clear. But now when you're up, when you're fighting, because at one point Alice and um, uh, Alice and Batwoman are duking it out, and she's just thinking she's fighting Batman. I'm just like, okay. Well, yeah. and you know, towards the end, when Sophie is like, when you know, everybody's like, oh, he's back, he's back, and uh, the the father, Sophie's father. I mean, not Sophie's um, Kate's, Kate's father, father, dude, Kane. He is like, you know, you know, there's always, uh, you know, a whole bunch of copycats and, uh, you know, then he'll and then uh, Sophie will he'll, he'll fail like all the rest of them. He'll, do. Feel he'll like get killed the like the rest of them. do. And then she's all she like, said, him? he, he exactly noticing, you know, she noticed that. Well, apparently you didn't like her that much because you couldn't even tell that that was her. Well, you know so, what? For, but, but, now, come on. Now, for, for now, look at look at uh, what's her name? Lois Lane worked with clark kent was having an affair with superman and she could never put it together <laughs> and, and, this he, and this he just didn't even have a mask he just had glasses on <laughs> glasses <laughs> <laughs> see this is where the you know you have to suspend disbelief because i'm like come on now yeah you just take off your glasses people are like who wait where did you literally talk to you. we were we were having dinner together if i turned away for a second you put some glasses like oh, what you done with tachi who are you stranger <laughs> <laughs> What happened? <laughs> <laughs> what have you done with my friend? <laughs> oh, I'm calling the police. Oh, oh, there you are. You put your glasses. Oh, oh, okay, oh my God, Tachi! Some strange woman was here just a minute ago. <laughs> <laughs> Where were you? She's wearing the exact same outfit as you too. <laughs> <laughs> That's why none of this makes any sense. And it's like I, I don't. They continue to do this. You think you would think. Okay, so we haven't gotten to that point yet, but if you look at the press photos, etc., eventually, you know, she evolves in terms. Well, yeah, because of what, what we see in the when the few in the coming attractions of future episodes, she basically says she she does not want to. People are thinking that she's Batman, and she goes, "I'm not going to let a man take credit for what a woman's work." You know, kind exactly. of thing. She's all badass, and so um, yeah, that's so that's when she gets the 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 scarlet red wig, and she puts the red like the she paints the she puts paint on the the bat thing to make it like the same color red as the hair. So that's going to be super cool looking. So people will find get a clue that it's a chick which i'm i'm happy with i'm down for it's just the fact that the size differential is so different that it's just it's it's crazy to me that people aren't don't don't just on site know that this is someone else who's cape crusading in gotham what i don't like is how that damn red wig sits on top of the mask that does not <laughs> i can't stand it well, it's a, I think it's supposed to be the idea that it's because of the mask part at the top, it's like it's pushing her hair down and it's just flowing out of the back of it. But what I love about the, even the idea of it is like if you are fighting crime, first of all, the idea that you want to have your hair all flowy because in a fight – because she's going to be having a lot of fights. She had several fights in the first episode alone. That's in the and first out of thing the, people the go for. The oh, they're going to go for that hair. Well, at least in this case, I guess if they pull it, it'll just pull right because it's a wig. It'll just come right off and that'll be. she'll still be able to kick their ass, I guess. 
<laughs> with the wig cap it, and all. Well, because it reminds me of like uh, Wonder Woman always bothered me was her outfit choice because she's like, if you want to go, if you want to fight crime, what's a really good outfit? You know what? Panties, a bustier, and go-go boots. That'll help you fight crime, right? And it's strapless. You could look. You have exactly, no exactly. control when something is strapless. None. Could you at least give her a little spaghetti strap? No. <laughs> no. It's it's the strapless bustier is the way she's gonna fight crime. That's how that's how she's chosen to do. What well, uh, speaking of always bad outfit choices, what always bugged me was, and I love Star Trek, but the original Star Trek, the whole premise is they always are going to they're discovering new worlds every week they're on some new planet surface with different kinds of weather so the men just you know who designed their outfits the exact same pe- those nuns at your at, at your school because <laughs> the men ah. have on they have on long pants that go into their boots so they're prepared for any kind of what they have long sleeves what do they put the women in? They put them in these mini dresses, like they look like cocktail waitresses and and, fish, and and fishnet stockings. It's just like, what is that? What? At least they could do some kind of half-ass explanation, like, oh well, these stockings are made of some kind of special polymer that protect you in all kinds of. No, they didn't even try to explain nothing. Just like, yeah, you look hot in that, so put that on. This is your well, they uniform. They did the same thing with. Okay, so we're talking about Star Trek being the '60s. It only lasted for was it like three seasons or four seasons initially? So maybe like, you're, I think maybe more like two. But go ahead. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it, it wasn't very long. I think it was like two or three seasons. So then you're talking about not too long after in the '70s. Here comes Battlestar Star Galactica. Same ish. I oh yeah Same-ish. exactly. They, they still put the yeah, yeah, even the, the, worse. It was even skimpier. <laughs> no, so the, the, the sexism is was alive and very much real. They didn't even try to pretend um, and have them have different outfits. But at least the, now there was a show around that same time called Buck Rogers in the twenty fifth century. Buck Rogers, exactly. Now, the, the benefit of that was the men and women both had the same outfit on, and it was like they put them in the like the, the skin tight. You could see them breathing. That's how tight could, those outfits were. But at least they were they were both being objectified. Both men and women were being objectified the exact same way. They objectified Aaron Gray to the nth degree. I oh my god, Aaron Gray was, but Aaron Gray had a body yaddy yaddy. Wow. She she absolutely did. but you know but so did Buck. Let's give shout out to uh, Buck Gil did, Gerard. but you know what? They tended not to be as buff back then as they were like men. Like so they now you see a lot more cuts and stuff. Yeah, but so they still they, had they had him poured into his uh his space outfit too. So they, well, or they what, poured it was the space outfit around him, whatever. <laughs> 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 okay, again we wandered off track. <laughs> All because of those nuns at your school. Oh <laughs> blame the nuns, why don't you? Blame the the convent. All right. So, um, what did you think of uh, uh, the kind of chemistry between Sophie and Ruby? So we get we get the flashbacks when they were when they were young, which is like fifteen minutes ago, and then we get some we they, we get. I think she got a vibe of her when uh, Kate goes to rescue her as Batwoman, and they end up falling, and she ends up like landing on top of her, and so when that's when I think that that kate gets not kate sophie gets the idea that this is a woman but I, not only that again ruby rose's mouth is very distinctive looking it and is I'm, I'm embarrassed to say how much time i've spent looking at her mouth oh a little time yeah. huh. so <laughs> that's the, okay I, the idea that if i'd actually been making out with her for a while that i wouldn't be able to recognize the bottom of her face because her mouth is so distinct those lips are insane that's another thing cover girl why aren't why isn't she selling like ruby you need to be selling your own lip kit why i you oh the ruby rose uh, the ruby rose lips i mean her mouth is insane if mac doesn't jump on that i don't know what they're doing somebody needs to get call call her and get some kind of makeup thing going get some kind of lip again lip kit that's another thing before what's her name uh kate kylie kylie i had never i i don't even know what a lip kit is but i know the term lip kit just like, isn't there like lipstick? And then what? Are you, what is the kit? What is it doing? It's just a whole bunch of lipsticks. Oh, that's what a lip kit. See, yeah. So it's yeah. like really, it's a lip palette. So it's a palette with all sorts of different shades that are coordinating, and that's what it is. So lip kit is just a take on the lip palette. 
What Tachi, I learned so much working with you. Thank you. Frivolous as it is, yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, because <laughs> I, 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 I was thinking like I don't. Anyway, that just seems so weird to me. Like, what is it supposed to be doing to your lips? But anyway, other than like the plastic surgery that she used to get those lips, she, again, people would pay to have Ruby Rose's lips. But anyway, the idea that her ex lesbian girlfriend couldn't rem- didn't remember those lips when I rem- I remember them right now. So. Well, that's what I'm saying. Again, is is the whole thing, Bruce Wayne, not Bruce Wayne. um, Yeah, uh, Lois Lois Clark and Lois. Yeah, Lois Lois Lane Lane. not recognizing uh, uh, Clark Kent as Superman, and uh, every everybody else on the planet who could never put together the bat that that Batman was. was Bruce Wayne? These these people are insane. And it's stupid. like, well, no damn wonder you get kidnapped because you can't even recognize that, that this person is the same with glasses on and off. I mean, really? Well, if anyway, it's we, like we, that. Well, we will get something awake because if you're listening to this, probably you know it, it's this, this is going to be a long show. We're only reviewing the first episode, but there is a reveal at the end of the episode that we've hinted at very strongly. <laughs> of uh the identity of the super villain and there's going to be an ongoing story so at the end of the episode yes. there isn't any kind of real closure or other than we see the fact that that's nothing there was an opening narration that goes kind of throughout the whole episode uh where we hear ruby rose talking to us the audience we think but she's actually writing a letter to bruce wayne that she's basically taking over uh the whole bat thing oh uh, well, anyway, <laughs> it right. always works out this way. You're talking, and it goes. It on. always comes when I conveniently. I actually think you're helping it along. So I am say. not helping it along, <laughs> and I, it just, just always once. Is. I like it to interrupt you, but fine. Nope. Yes, I, yeah. For some reason, I'm I'm the always one getting clock blocked. But anyway, there's there's a story there, but we'll move on. So anyway, <laughs> so Tachi. I don't want to know the story. I, anyway, let's move on. It's a family show family podcast so tachi when it comes to the cw's batwoman are you going to keep watching or are you going to change the channel so i'm intrigued as i said i am not usually a dc universe on network television fan but this has me wanting to see what's what despite you know the whole hokey wow, who could that possibly be? And people can't put two and four and five together to get that, okay, these people are just like Bruce Wayne is gone and you don't know that's why Batman is gone. Fine, I'll give you that because that's the way it's always gone. But uh, I'm intrigued and I do want to keep watching. So when it comes to the CW's Batwoman, Kevin, will you keep watching or are you apt to change the channel? Okay, now I'm going to say something that I didn't say during the before I got blocked, but I'll say it because you said a little bit more is um, my one of my issues with the show is I actually watched it right uh, right back to back with our other show with uh, Raising Dion and Raising Dion was such so much more attractive looking to me as far as just the cinematography was so much better than Batwoman that I really wish I'm down for the show because I I think I made it clear. I have an, a, a a shocking, unnatural attraction to Ruby Rose. Um, so I'm all about Ruby. Again, I've already invited her to hang out with me in Esperanza next week. But anyway, um, the the just the whole the look of the show would be so much better i mean it definitely looks better than a regular cw show because some of these other cw uh uh superhero things that just looked little like it's like everything out of styrofoam or something just horrible so they did spend some money i'm not denying it and the motorcycle that she rides around on is everything that's where they spent all the money (laughs) <laughs> they spent it all on motorcycle. <laughs> damn motorcycle. And the leather jacket that she's wearing, too, is pretty nice. Pretty came nice. came with the motorcycle. They threw yes. It so I, I'm all about that, but it, uh, I just wish it looked a little bit more exp- – uh, I wish it had the, the look – the, the the way the shots are framed, the kind of thing we were getting over uh, on Netflix with Raising Dion. I want they don't just have that Netflix level. money, Kevin. Clearly, but anyway, other than that, the 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 ending and the reveal of the the identity of the supervillain and their ultimate goal. Damn it, I'm intrigued, and um, the also the reveal that Sophie is married. But again, I. Uh, 
I'm gonna say just for, like for how like, long? But exactly, because like once you go Ruby Rose, I'll I'll I think you can you can you can stay away for long. So yes, she has a husband, but the way that she was looking at Ruby Rose as she was walking walking away, one of those kinds of things like uh, I I uh, I hate to see you go, but I love to watch you leave. That's how she was looking at Ruby Rose as she was walking away. She was like, mm-hmm, yeah. So girlfriend might be a little tingly. Exactly. I think she wants another taste. So. Oh, oh, oh Lord. <laughs> <laughs> wow, Kevin, you took it there. It's a family podcast. So anyway. <laughs> you, are you convincing yourself or are you trying to convince us? <laughs> so with that, I have to say, yes, I'm going to keep watching the CW's bad. Woman. And now that we have sufficiently offended our younger um, <laughs> listeners. Well, have, we've established how, how mature seven-year-olds are, so I think they can handle a little bit of uh, tasting. So, oh, Lord. <laughs> oh, wait. I didn't, <laughs> no, that's not a word that I meant it to. No, I don't mean no. No. Sorry, Esperanza. It's too I late. I didn't mean it's... it that way. <laughs> oh, my God. I meant talk of tasting, not actual. Okay, I'll stop. You know what? Well, how about humor. we just end the show now? Because yeah, we need to wrap already, it up. Let's wrap yeah, it up. We need to so wrap Tachi, it up. Yes. If if people are still willing to listen to this show after this episode, <laughs> or do if we have some new listeners that be, that are now um intrigued because of <laughs> intrigued what you and want to hear more. Yes. How can they listen to more episodes of TV channel? <laughs> Oh, wow. Well, if you want to hear this plus all the other episodes of TV Channeling, several different ways. Let me just start by saying you could actually go to TVChanneling.com and listen that way. And it takes you right to our Podbean. But there are so many other cool platforms where, I mean, you could go to your favorite uh, platform. We are on Stitcher, iCloud, Apple Play, not Apple Music, and not Apple Play, Google Play. Apple, um, Apple Podcasts. Podcast. Right. I'm like, why did you change your name, damn it? So <laughs> Apple Podcasts. We're also on uh, TuneInRadio.com. And you can listen to us live. And then you can Google. We're on like almost every single platform. Uh, and so if you want to listen to us live, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific, go to wjmsradio.com and you can listen to us and some other cool shows there and they replay on friday at 5 p.m eastern 2 p.m pacific so you've got a myriad of ways no excuse you can excuse you can listen to us live or on the replay and maybe there's something that you heard that you want to sound off about you have a comment or question or you just want to suggest a show to us to play or watch review <laughs> yeah review that too <laughs> kevin how can they do that yes if you want to complain about me talking about tasting and involving children for some and reason then, <laughs> then yeah here's how you can basically uh, uh reach out and let me know how much you hate me so there are several ways to contact us we are on facebook we are on Instagram and we are on Snapchat and we're on Twitter and we are TV channeling everywhere. And we would absolutely love to hear from you. Other than complaining about my horrible performance today, you can <laughs> you can reach out to us in, about anything. So if there's something going on in the world of entertainment news that you want to hear our take on, let us know. If there is a TV show, like Touchy said, that you want us to review, or if you actually want to recap a show that you're watching and let us know what you're thinking about a particular episode or a brand new show you can reach out to us and let us know that on social but you can especially do it on anchor so search for tv channeling reruns to leave us a voice message uh and leave us a capsule review of something we reviewed already or some other show or some other episode of a show and we will actually add it to our show so you we'll can be a part of tv channel. so you, you get will to be, be a part of the show Yes, no, that's awesome. And speaking of show and being a part of the show, there are other shows that we do. You, Kevin, you want to tell them about, a little bit about the other things you do? Okay, I have a couple of other shows I'm doing. I, I do a little thing called Movie Gnome Weekend Box Office. And I count down uh, the top 10 movies every single week in a fun 
kind of weird way. I think you've we've established how weird I can be, so it gets weird. Um, so just search for Gnome Alone Radio on your favorite podcast app to listen, and you can also check Weekend Box Office Movie Gnome Weekend Box Office, hosted by Kevin Williams. That's also available on WJMSRadio.com. So check it out. And I also uh, co-host a show called Last Weekly, where we recap the week in news pop culture and entertainment and we also managed to do uh, movie trailer reviews every single week and it is such a good time and tachi often joins us so you've got to check it out it is a really fun show there's nothing we won't talk about on that show and it's always a good time so search for last weekly on your favorite podcast app and also coincidentally it's also available on wjms radio So, Tachi, what else do you have going on? Oh, wow. Uh, What don't I have going on? So, every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific, I host, along with my uh, producer, MC Curtis, Mediascope. And we talk all about the best in media tech and pop culture news with a lot of fun and foolishness added in. Again, that's 6 p.m. Eastern time. We are on Periscope Twitter, Facebook Live, LinkedIn Live, and also WJMSRadio.com. And that replays on Fridays at 2 p.m. Eastern time. I'm also doing a brand new show with my producer, MC Curtis on that one. He's just Curtis Brooks and we it's called and we're live and we talk all about using video and doing live streams for your business and beyond. And that is on YouTube, LinkedIn Live, Periscope and Twitter uh, and Facebook Live at 2 p.m. ish. Eastern time on Thursday. <laughs> wow. So that is uh, what I have going on. Yeah. Okay. Wow. I should have been armed with the times at last weekly and a weekend box officer on WJMS, but you can easily find uh, both shows on their website, WJMSradio.com. And again, search for TV channeling uh, on your favorite podcast app last weekly and uh, no Malone radio. Absolutely. So if you wanted more of Kevin and myself, you got it. And with that, we're going to let you get back to whatever it was you were doing before you joined. We thank you so much for joining it. It's us. It's because of you that we do this. So thank you to the fans. Thank you to the non-fans because haters make us go too. So (laughs) (laughs) We don't care if you're fans or not. As long as you're listening. If if you're hate listening or listening for fun, we're good. That's okay. It all still counts with numbers, babe. So with that, I am going to sign off the way I always do. Bye from Tachi. And goodbye from Kevin. And remember, if you're watching it, we're talking about it all fall long. With a red wig over your mask. Cheers. (laughs) Bye.